Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show and watch your life grow. And we're back. And I'm here today with uh, a phenomenal uh, coach, a phenomenal gal, a phenomenal person who is doing great things and big things in the world and doing a lot to help uh, children. Her name is Sandra B. Tate. She's a success coach, host of Success Power Talks, a non-commercial commercial and listener-supported PRN internet radio show uh, since May of uh, 2010, uh, and she's the founder of Tate Works, a life consulting LLC, uh, a work-life strategy and coaching firm in New York City uh, since uh, 2003. She's also helping corporations and organizations develop strategic management resources and motivational programs, including uh, reclaim URL, which we're going to talk about, philosophy, a success system for encouraging individual peak uh, for life. Uh, and Tate Works uh, is also working with educational institutions to provide skill uh, assessments, uh, a world, uh, uh, a real world, edu- which what she calls edutainment, which is education and entertainment interactive series known uh, as Begin to Succeed Now uh, to both students and staff. So with all of that, much due respect. How are you, my dear? I am wonderful. How are you, Floyd? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. I'm excited to to get a chance to chat with you. We've talked many, many times before, and every time we yeah. have a conversation, we we uh, end up uh, with a big phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so with you on that. I don't mind a phone bill, and it's worth it. You're worth right. it, That's please. right. You're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember when we first talked, you kind of told me about this this phenomenal journey uh that you grew through uh your childhood and I would love for you to begin with telling me a little bit about that and telling of course the listeners uh about uh, as Ayala Van Zant would say who you be and who you have become. <laughs> Very well said, well put, well said. Phyllis, I um I don't think I'm you know I would probably call myself average because most of us are wondering what that wonderful idea of ch- a wonderful childhood uh, what does was that what does that entail and um, I never had that um, whatever that is what I did have was something that helped me along the way to be the person I am today and I think adversity does help in the long run even though when we're going through so much we don't see that. So my childhood, I was born in London, England. Um, my parents met in London. I think there was a migration at the time in the 60s from the islands. My father is from Panama City and my grandfather is from Panama City. And my mother's from Jamaica, Montego Bay, Jamaica. The childhood that I, we talked about earlier uh, was was very difficult. It It's adversity. It's the statistics that we all hear about in the news and, you know, kids, you know, gone wild because they've had such a poor background and their environment's bad and they suffered. And I, I can understand that and I really appreciate um, 
understanding, listening to other kids and teenagers, which is one of the reasons why I began that program, Begin to Succeed Now, mm-hmm. where I talk to kids and teenagers from 13 to 18 and sometimes even adults um, about how to really take situations that are not so great, where we're taught socially to do things when it really ultimately is not the best thing for us. I mean, unfortunately, the way we were taught through society, as we get older, we realize more and more as we go through these different experiences that our childhood doesn't always prepare us for the best. Mm -hmm. And in my case, it didn't, but in a way it did. It's a dichotomy. My mother wasn't, um, my mother didn't have the education. She had a th- like a third grade education. My father, I would call him, you know, the hustler of the hustlers because he was a womanizer. He didn't particularly care. I'm sure he would not like to hear this on the radio, but I think we all could do with some truth. Um, he wasn't there for me at all. And I had to look at this relationship, a very dysfunctional one, and decide from very, very early that I wanted to make a difference for me because obviously at seven, when you're shipped to an island at seven years old, um, it's hard for a child at seven to kind of piece all these pieces together and somehow take from all these really horrible dysfunctional fights and quarrels and, you know, it's really not a healthy place for any child to be. And then you take that child and you throw them over to an island, um, Montego Bay, and then there you deal with people who really don't really want you. They really see you as more of a money, your, your, your money to them, your income. Yeah. And you don't have the love, you don't have the attention. And even though I was an A student, um, even when I, I remember distinctly when I, we were talking, I said, uh, I came home with a grade of 13 A's. I had a, I consistently came home with very good reports. Um, school reports, and this particular time, I never forget this. I was like heading into my thir- um, my thirteenth year, mm-hmm. and I came home, and my guardian says, you know, I showed her my card, and not once in the whole time since I was a child that it, anyone turned to me and say, you know, well done. I never got one person saying that to me, not wow. even my parents. Not once did someone say, you know, you have thirteen, you're always getting first, Sandra. Good for you. I never got that, and. This particular time in Patwa, she says to me, "You um, can't you come more than first? Those were the words that kind of really? took me away from, yes, really, really, really. She said to me in Patwa, and I could do it in Patwa, but I think it's best to translate it, basically saying, you know, you know, shove, you know, go sit down. You, can you come more than first? Is that it? And I think that was the turning point for me to really go back into myself at 12, 13, heading into high school and say, you know what, I'm a, I don't care about getting first anymore. I don't care about it. Why? Why get first when you're not even, no one cares. Who cares? And I think that was where I really shut myself, my own self in, in my feet, you know, just shut myself. Because instead of then digging in further, I kind of just like coasted. I knew that I didn't have to go crazy in school anymore. I could get my C's or get my B's. I didn't care. That was really what I am here for when I created Tate Works, Truth and Attitudes Towards Excellence Work, which is my work-life strategy firm, because I feel like if you're being truthful to yourself and you're being honest, your attitude and your actions for excellence will help you through these very, very difficult times. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I began to go inward. So, short. (laughs) hope. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. You know what's what's fascinating about that is 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 
the power of the mind and 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 uh, the psychology books uh, support this in that you know when a child uh is uh not supported uh because that child so desperately wants uh, unconscious to the child so desperately wants affirmation uh confirmation <laughs> from the parent that uh if the parent uh has low expectations or no expectations of that child then the child will actually rise up to those no or low expectations which is exactly what you did absolutely absolutely amazing absolutely. great point <laughs> thank you amazing. well you know it's it's what you do you do what you do and i think that's what makes the you know these these kind of dialogues so important because you got to understand that you're not alone and yeah. i think I, I probably can tell you one thing, though. Even through all these things I'm going to tell you, there are little sparks of hope through all my dialogues with everyone I do. do you, well, you know, you always come back to the bottom line. Seek out support. You know, don't always think you're alone. You have to find those wonderful people. And I did. I had neighbors and some neighbors who kept reminding me that I'm wonderful. Mm -hmm. And funny enough, and this is something I really want you to take, uh, your, your listeners to take away, is that believe it or not, my, my greatest triumphs and my greatest input, my most positive input, didn't come from my own family, my bloodline. It came from strangers which changed the way I look, view the world, which then helped to benefit from the world, believe it or not. Fascinating. Fascinating. Give me an example. Um, my neighbor would tell me, you know, when I would cry and I was, you know, I, I came from a serious amount of abuse. I mean, it's funny because in the islands, they, especially we're talking about 7 to 19 when I went to high school, uh, the the... The environment is so different. The culture is so different. Um, you, you know, you, you, your, your community, it's, it's interesting. You have community. You have people who really are supposed to be there to protect you. So if you're doing something wrong, you're guaranteed it's a very small island that people would talk about, you know, tell your parents. But in this particular case, with just how I was treating, treated as a child in this particular home um, where my mother left me, um, her sister was my guardian, and the neighbor would always pull me aside and you know, see the abuse and the hurt and the pain, and she'd always pull me aside and tell me how wonderful I was and how special I was. And she never, never, ever, ever let me see myself down too long. I went to her for the same support and comfort and, you know, love that I was supposed to get from my own unit, my own family unit. I got it from her. So it's people like that that were in the fringe of my life that kept me afloat mm -hmm. socially, you know, socially, physically, emotionally. They kept me, remind me of who I was, how special as I was, despite what others were saying, despite what you thought you were seeing, and reminded me, and that's why I'm so grateful that I was open enough to receive that, that message. That is amazing. Now, uh, how did you make the transition from... Uh, the islands to uh, America? Uh, well, back in about, when I was about 19, I went back to, as I said, I was born in London, England, southeast Peckham, so I went back to England, went to City and East London College for a computer science degree in general studies. While I was there, I got my green card, and my mother got me my green card, and I left from um, England back, um, we're talking about nine, May of... 1984. <laughs> mm, okay. 
1984, I came to this country, and immediately as I came in, I was in months, I came to a business school here, and I've been living here ever since. It's been my home. Amazing. Okay, so now you are a woman. Here you are in um, uh, a new country, a new life. Uh, mm-hmm. How did uh, you make the psychological transition, or what did you go through, uh, or should I say, what did you grow through to become uh, the Sandra uh, P. Tate that we know of today? Wow. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> 26 years. Um, it's 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 interesting. The experiences I had here were very very mind um, uh, blowing because the culture here. I came here when I was about three years old, but I don't remember that. <laughs> but when I came here to live in 1984, um, I remember I lived in the Bronx in New York. I saw the train come into the station. I remember on my first time getting into the city. And um, I remember saying to my mother, um, is that a, a, a lorry going to take us to, is that train, tram going to take us to, uh, <laughs> to take, my, take the luggage? And then she said, no, if you're going to get on there. <laughs> you're going to get on a train. It was a D train. And can I tell you, I've never known what gra- graffiti looked like. Um, but it was amazing, and I think it, it opens up your, your, your whole awareness of how different Europe was, I mean, as far as London was, and then the, the islands, how small that was, and then come back to this huge city with all these noise and, you know, the noise of the city, and, and just everything was so different. I think for me it was wonderful because I'm, uh, my personality is very eclectic. My makeup is very eclectic. I, I love different things. I love change. You know, it's, I find that's part of the, the piece of my tool that I use that helps to encourage others to kind of open, be open because I realize that through change, I grow. So positive or negative changes, I always see all of them equally. They're all very important. So the coming to New York, um, here you have basically I've been – mostly to metropolitan areas in my life. Mm-hmm. And it, it fell into that because all, uh, all of this was another expression. Uh, as an adult taking control of my life, um, I was making choices. So when I was a child, I would say this. Um, as a child, you know, don't take ownership for uh, the things that happened, the mishaps in your life. Don't take ownership, especially when you didn't t- you didn't do the action, you didn't do anything to yourself. But as an adult, 18 to 21, this is my time. And all these experiences I'm having is because I allow myself to have them. Mm-hmm. So when I was in New York, I really, really felt alive because the city was bustling, um, bust, you know, it was bustling, and people were here all ethnic backgrounds, um, this is one of the places I can truly say is the center of the universe because you have everyone here and mm-hmm. opportunities are here as well as disasters are here if you don't make the better choices for yourself. And I think that's where what I learned about myself and my choices and what makes me happy became more and more streamlined. So this gave me the opportunity now to put all those things, those theories I had about who I am into Real, real testing. It was a testing ground now to see who I am as a human being. Being. So, when did you decide to launch Tate Works uh, Life Consulting um, and and develop the the work life strategy and coaching firm and develop these programs? Uh, 
where where did that did you have a moment Come from? where you decided to say that you know I want to uh, not just stand for something, but I want to help other people stand in their something oh. as well. Philippe, that's a fantastic question. It's a pretty much the core of why we're here. Um, my my life kind of shifted back in May 2002. Back in 1999, I had a, a few experiences that reminded me that maybe I need to take more control of my life. But in 2000, I worked for Administration for Children's Services as a consultant, and I worked there probably the longest I've ever worked with any engagement. Up to that point, I was a technical trainer, um, a project leader, project manager, and I've worked on business and analysts. I worked for some of the major firms up to that point, from Deloitte & Touche, Arthur Anderson, McKenzie & Company, New York Public Library, Toshiba, and Taylor. And I started to work for Administration Children's Services after the World Trade, which a lot of people, World Trade, when that World Trade 9-11 happened, I actually wasn't supposed to be here. In 9-11, I actually was supposed to be in that building, um, and I had an interview at that building, um, with Merrill Lynch, and I decided since the next day was my birthday, I wasn't going to do it. I was going to postpone it. I was going to go the next week or two. I was rescheduled. Wow. That's what changed my life because at the time, um, I had so many people calling me because they thought that, you know, I was in the building. So I worked at Deloitte & Touche, which is in World Trade. And when I decided to go for this position, I've always realized my abilities to deal with all kinds of industries. As I said, I'm very eclectic, so my skill set, my, my skill set and technical skill set was to work with Administration for Children's Services because I really respected my boss. And once we had the interview, I said, look, you know, I know what I can bring to the table. And he felt that I was perfect for the position as a project manager. So I worked with the run, we pretty much created an automated page reference system. Now, while I was a trainer there, we created this program for them. It's a web-based application that would go nationwide, I mean, um, citywide, New York citywide, and it was a huge undertaking. And I was one of the trainers, too, and we created this program to help them work with this automated case reference system for the case workers and all that. So what happened was, one day, back in... Um, was that March of 2002, I had a particular training. And one of the things I noticed that everyone was saying that they wanted to be in my classes because I did different things, you know, and really got the adults there to really kind of shake off the mundane and mm -hmm. to do things differently and to kind of infuse uh, a freshness to this very boring, really, really boring user's testing. It was just ridiculous. But I wanted to really change the way they saw this one particular another challenge, another tool they're going to use, I wanted them to show that it wasn't just another, you know, training. And I did it so well that one particular woman got up and she says, you know, I'm so sorry, I'm not going to be able to come to the class the next day for the next session. I said, fine, don't worry about it. Come to my office. We schedule some time. And lo and behold, when I was calling out the, the attendance, I came to her name and I said, oh, by the way, she's not going to be here. And she says, no, 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 I'm here. And I was very shocked. I said, what are you doing here? And she said, you know what? She told me, she said, Sandra, uh, Ms. Tate, I, I had the greatest time yesterday, so much so, that normally today the reason I didn't want to come in was because my son got killed seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And on this day, I 
always stayed away from people. I didn't want to be bothered. I didn't want to do anything, she said. But because of who you were yesterday and the way you made me feel, I never felt this alive. I never felt great. I felt like I could do anything. I felt so inspired that I wanted to come back again. And I broke out of that seven-year thing, and I wanted to come out. I wanted to share. I wanted to be among people. And just to give you a little idea, I've been walking around with this user satisfactory um, survey that I have after my classes, and this is what she said. The trainer's personality got me out of the home. I have stayed in for seven years on this date. I have a son who died seven years ago. Also, this on this day is his birthday. The trainer's spiritual personality kept me from staying away from people and sulking, being sad. Thank you for being you. Wow. This is what I use to start my company. I remember her name because we don't, you know, you don't identify who gives you this service. And she gave me all these wonderful, excellent, excellent. But I kept this in my purse with me every day. So when I started my company, I came up with the name in five minutes, Tate Works, Truth and Attitude Towards Excellence Works. And I realized that people were complaining so much to me because I, I'm a, a terrific problem solver. I love doing research and helping people to kind of streamline their problems. And I felt that my company should have a work-life strategy where it's pro-personal, pro-business. So we started off with that, and then it evolved into adding to it success coaching, which helped one-on-one um, coaching. It helped groups to get to the core of what makes them most happy. You know, take the best from your experiences and leave the rest. Make choices that are right for you because it makes you happy. You can't solve everybody's problems, but you can start solving your own. And these are the kind of principles I live by. So that's how TateWorks came into being. Fantastic. What a catalyst that was. My God. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, she was too. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, It it amazes me how, uh, you know, someone's life can be someone else's Bible, you know? It's it's just... Yes, you don't even think yourself, I mean, um, Philippe, you're not different here. You, I would call you an edger, like I am. We're edgers. We're people who are going to step away from the what makes us comfortable. We stay within our skin, and we go outside of ourselves so that we can see ourselves, really, I mean, if you think about it. And what we do with others is a reflection of who we are, mm-hmm. so definitely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Tell me about the the uh, uh, radio show uh, that you do and why you decided to, to again, step outside your skin a little bit further <laughs> and, and launch your own radio show. Well, the t- well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. This uh, show has been in, probably in my back of our mind, you know, the creative visualization that we're taught. Shakti Gowan is one of the women who, you know, I, I really love her book. Uh, mm-hmm, she talks about creative visualization. And for a lot of us, we are so, you know, down on what we can do, what we can see in front of us, that we never realize how our problem solving really started from a distance. You know, it really started somewhere far away before even we actually solved our problems. One day I was on Facebook and someone said to me, um, asked me a question about world poverty. And they wanted my input. They instant messaged me. And at the time I really just got on Facebook. I really didn't really know much about it. And um, I responded. And the response was so good that about 12 more other people asked come on their shows and do other things. One particular consultant asked me if she'd like to do something with me, so we had this meeting. And when we finished the meeting, I said, you know what would be great? Doing a show. Maybe we could do a co-hosting show. Maybe I should do a radio show with you. 
Well, it didn't really pan out that way, and it was smart, too, because I felt that when you do a show, it's really you. Um, when you do a show, you rely on a co-host. It might not necessarily always work. It might not be the right kind of synergy. And I was I realized that um, talk is cheap. So I called a friend of mine who's an ABC producer, ex-ABC producer, and I said, listen, you have a show. I want to see... Um, could you talk to me about having a show? <laughs> he um, actually was on Progressive Radio Network, um, where I'm now on, and he said, you know, why don't you come to the show tomorrow? Why don't you come be my guest on the show the next day? Mm-hmm. The next day I went on the show, and um, by the time I was finished, they wanted a proposal, and within the week I got the show, and I created um, Success Power Talks from that. Fantastic. So the show has been up since, uh, what, May of... 2010? May of 20, yeah, May of 20, May 22nd, 2010. Everyone's been loving the show. We've had record um, downloads. Um, the show is Success Power Talks, uh, Strategies for Life, for Living, and it's real where real issues meet real solutions. My goal is simply to get um, expertise like you, um, and the expertise that really, really can help people to uniquely deal with their issues and help them to understand that they're not alone and to give them some steps. You know, sometimes you just have the fluff and sometimes you just want those structural steps that helps you like a project. You want the start, you want the finish, you want the middle, and you want it to get done in as fast as possible without much many tears. So the show has been, you know, in New York City, it's based in headquarters in New York City. I go there every Saturday, and unless I get a repeat, then um, it's been phenomenal. It's been helping me so much understand who I am, and away from getting the wonderful testimonials I've been getting, I've just been feeling really, really good, and it's opening up other opportunities as as we speak. How can people get a, a, a listen to the show and find you? Well, good question. I actually have. We actually have. Um, we actually have a link to my to the show. It is um, progressive. You just go to www.progressiveradionetwork.com/slash/forward/slash/sandra-tate, and it will take you right there. Oh, awesome! You can also download it iTunes. I'm Excellent. sorry. Excellent. So now you know one of the things that I love about interviewing is that you learn uh, not just about the person that you're interviewing when you're researching them, but it's amazing what happens when you have them and engage them in a conversation. What you learn about yourself? Uh, who has been? Uh, what have you learned about yourself from some of the guests that you had on your show? What have been some of the most profound things that you've learned about Sandra P. Tate? Oh, you got the best questions, Felipe. <laughs> um, that I am a kick-butt, tough-as-nails, warm, caring, loving, supportive, got-the-right-attitude kind of gal. <laughs> nice, nice. Thank you. I love it. I, love I really, it. thank you. <laughs> That's a lot in there. That's like ragu. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know I've been long-winded on this. I didn't want to be long-winded. I just feel that my my, my folks, I, I give them the forum. The, the format that we do is like what you do with us. We're having a dialogue. Yeah. And I've gone on other shows, and I've seen how it works. And you know what I learned about, especially being a host on a show, get the experts on to do what they do well. And some people do it better than others. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, give them the respect, the time, and the support to share 
that's why they're there. And so I feel when they're sharing with me, I'm in the position, that unique position to share with them in the context of that particular subject. So mm-hmm. it's been wonderful. I found out that, I'm, you know, I'll let you run off with it for a while, but then when it's time for me to take, uh, it's, take rain, I do it very well. Absolutely, absolutely. So what what's next for uh, you and the show, uh, you and uh, Tate Works? And I remember when we were talking that you are working uh, on a book and would love to get this book out to the masses. And I can't wait because I want to, I want to have you back on the show. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, but but uh, you know what you know we can kind of uh, uh, till the soil a little bit. What will this book do? Who is it for? And how will it help inspire uh, and motivate and change lives? Wow, the book. Mm. This book. I'm hoping that this book. Now I'm hoping the book will remind us all that we are here for the human experience. You know, it's funny, we're very spiritual beings and we are here on earth to have this spiritual experience of being our best selves. Mm -hmm. My book, the book that I'm hoping to bring to the masses will entail looking at all the things that has happened in our world and taking from it the gems that will make us a better at what we are leaving behind. A lot of times we spend so much time in seeing the doors that close our past, the hurt, the pain, the misery, but we never take enough time to streamline our lives moving forward for a better life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping that my life will be very instrumental in helping others, to encourage others, to support others, to create a sense that human beings, as ordinary as we are sometimes, are very extraordinary human beings. And never take take a look at the person from the inside out and understand that this world is a very special place with a very special meaning, and we have to find that meaning within us, too. With, you know, and so it has a lot to do with that. It has a lot to do with my challenges and the adversities I overcame. Because as much as I look at myself, I, you know, I, I, on doing the book, I've done a research on the good, the bad, the ugly about Sandra B. Tate. I've gone through a lot. Um, I've been challenged a lot. And I found a very fascinating fact. I've always remained the same. The biggest dichotomy is I'm always growing. But yet I've always maintained the same values, mm-hmm. the same honesty, and the same integrity, respect that I admire in so many others that I always bring to myself. And so I never ask, you know, if I did something wrong, because we all know when we've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. My issue is what do you do about it once you establish that you have? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm hoping my book will do. You've done this to yourself because your choices have done these things. This is the reason why the law of attraction prevails. You Onto itself is drawn. So if you are a very negative person, don't expect positive. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It takes an incredible amount of honesty and integrity to say, you know what, I'm screwing up and I need to start. I like what that person's doing over there. That's envy. And I love people saying I'm very envious of someone because that means that you know that this is something you lack. Mm -hmm. The goal now is to go out there and establish a connection that says I want to change this because I know this will make me better. And that's exactly what my book should do. 
Wow. Well, I can't wait to read that. That's going to change my life. Of course, <laughs> like you're changing ours as we listen to you. <laughs> I can't wait for that. That's 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 what I want to read right there. Which is one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show is because well, you know I I just believe everyone has a book in them and everyone has a story and 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 there are some absolutely. who have. Uh, I just truly believe this. There are some people who are put here to share a story that uh, uh, moves mountains and moves people uh, to a higher place and a higher calling in life. I believe you are one of those individuals. And so uh, I absolutely um, honor you and thank you for, you know, taking the time and and being with me today and and, and being with my uh, uh, listeners. Now, one of the things that I want to close out on uh, is Mm -hmm. kind of talk to you about your motive, your, you know, you're obviously you're highly driven and highly motivated. What sustains you in your life journey? What is it that 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 uh, wakes you up in the morning and continues uh, your allows you to continue to be this passionate, uh, 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 immovable force? Hi, I'm first and foremost. Let me say thank you for giving me the opportunity for for being here. Believe I'm I'm honored. I'm humbled. And I'm also very, very honored to You're be most here welcome. among your wonderful <laughs> listing of edgers, okay? And you are amazing. I, I love you to pieces. You know that. <laughs> I love you. Um, <laughs> the, the thing that inspires me to keep moving on are uh, is life itself. Mm. I love my life. I would not trade it for anyone, for anything, or for any circumstance. I I know that by every day I get up and I have hope, I have choices, and I have freedom, and in my and I'm, I'm very fortunate to have an incredible health. I am placing myself in a unique position to add to someone, or circumstances, or opportunities for others to gain from, and to me that is a gift. You. Reading someone else's story, you know, whether you're from all the other people who've gone before us and those who will come after us, we are setting a wonderful precedent in making sure that the human spirit remains alive and well in each and every person we connect with. Like you're doing, Philippe, you should be commended. It's it's, a, it's amazing how people waste their times in quiet desperation. Mm-hmm. And it's clear, like Einstein said, you know, you, you start off with a, you know, you never get anywhere if you stay from the same spot. Mm-hmm. And the body in motion stays in motion. And I'm hoping that not only what I say today, but hopefully, hopefully once the book is out and other products and, and things that I'm really working on um, will really, really manifest what I'm saying through them. And I'm so thankful that we have you, and I say this a lot, but I really, really mean that. I'm so grateful for the edgers and the leaders and those who are selfless in their pursuit of the very things that makes this worth living. So, yeah. <laughs> so if I answered your question. I, I, yeah, you did. I, I just absolutely honor you, and I honor your journey. I honor your your strength and temerity to push forward. You could have easily gone a completely diff- different direction, and you might have strayed a few times, but you came back, and uh, as they say here on the west side, you're doing a damn thing. 
Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I'm just I'm just happy that that uh, um, our lives uh, crossed. Uh, actually, I guess via Facebook. But I, I just believe when when uh, and I love the term edgers. I just believe when when two edgers are supposed to meet, there's there's no uh, disaster, no uh, uh, challenge that can stop those two edgers from yep. from meeting and, <laughs> and collaborating and meeting of the mind. So. Uh, can you tell people how to get in contact with you? What are what is your website? Uh, how sure. You about you. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, everyone. Um, well, I'd love to hear this um, this show because I'm interested in this person. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> um, but please, your listeners, um, if they they'd love to, feel free to go on um, my website. You can just type in PateWorks, T A T E. W-O-R-K-S dot com into your browser, or you can go to, um, again, Progressive Radio Networks, um, or you can look for me in Sandra B. Tate on Facebook. Um, I also have a Success Power Talks um, on Facebook. You can sign up up there, or you can, you know, put a request in. Um, Really, those are the places. Oh, if you want to send me a personal, personal email about how great Philippe is, then you can hit me up on Sandra at TateWorks.com. Nice, nice. I appreciate that. Well, my dear, we've come to the end of a another phenomenal conversation. I, I don't want it to end, but it actually it doesn't have to. But for recording, <laughs> it never does. Well. So uh, <laughs> with that, I, I wish you the best, and uh, we can't wait to have you come back. And talk with us again, uh, actually, I think even before your book comes out, because I think you have a lot more to share, uh, but we just didn't get a chance to get it all done in this little short period of time. So I love you, darling, and uh, let's I talk soon. You, you got it. On on point. Listen to Philippe. Sh- shock. The man is, what am I going to say here? The man is the best thing ever. Better than sliced bread. Now go get Go Go in there. Go on. Bye. <laughs> I love you, Take care, darling. I love you. <laughs> you got it. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye.